Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. And of course, I got my bloodline on the line, the one and only <laughs> the Britt Waters. Britt, what's going on? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. It's definitely a last minute invite. Um, I was I like, know, I oh, you up? I drank as much wine if I knew <laughs> you were going to have me on tonight. Oh, no, you I good. I hard seltzer, so I was like, oh, well, let me get it together. <laughs> no, you good. You good. When I saw that you said you was going to be up doing the show, I was like, hmm, well, let me make sure, see how I feel after working and whatnot. But, um, you know, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do a show. Let me hit up Britt, see if she want to come on. Boom, we got it going. So, first and foremost, how you feeling? It's been a while since you've been on here. Um, it's I know, forever. Right. Was it, even like, it was like the first month of quarantine, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was on your IG live about a month ago. And then uh -huh. you went live earlier today uh, predicting the Survivor Series, which was phenomenal. I so, love it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm glad you've given the world more wrestling content. I know you was like thinking about jumping in. I was like, no, come on, we we need it. You know, your wrestling opinion. So yeah, I, I mean, you definitely supported me and like pushed me to do it. It's something I've always wanted to do, um, but I never had the time. And quarantine gave me like the time and the focus because it's like I really wanted to do something that I just had fun doing. Um, with sports being in a rut for so long, I was just like, let's just do it. And people have been responding so well and joining with me. So I'm happy. Yeah, you know, um, like I said, you know, the wrestling community has come together. And I got to give a shout out to you. You know, you've really um, elevated and helped elevate the black wrestling creators, you know, from, um, you know, us here at the Wrestling Realm, the Black Wrestling Podcast, those wrestling girls, and so many more. So, you know, it's um, it's amazing. And then just even like, you know, you had uh, Ken Coley on the show, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, you him being on your show allowed me and him to get cool, you know, and open up to another world wrestler. So, uh, you know, I, I already got spoiler. I already got my pick ready for Title Tuesday Ooh. coming up. <laughs> you Are know, you I saw you chalk line November. I don't have any chalk line stuff yet. <laughs> None. None yet, and, and and you know, um, I so I one time I was getting ready to order the WrestleMania uh, uh, old school retro jacket, and oh, it was sold That's out in my size. Oh man. yeah, we gotta get you hooked up. I we know, gotta, like, something. yeah, you know, shout out to Corey. You know, that's that's my big bro for real. Um, I posted WrestleMania 28, uh, when Undertaker and um Triple H wrestled. I posted the video because I recorded the entrance of the cell, and this is like the early days. I think I was shooting that with an iPhone 4. <laughs> and um, I give a shout out to Corey and Glenn because 
of the wrestling marks of excellence where you know Corey was like look man this is your first wrestlemania this is what to look out for this is what to expect you know introduce me to the tailgate inside of wrestlemania that year and he will tell you a lot of people don't realize this he won't take too much credit for it but the you know the yes movement was born then Corey was amongst the first people running around the parking lot that day yelling yes and also running around um access just doing the yes chance you know and like daniel bryan is my favorite wrestler now i liked him then he would later become my favorite wrestler but like you know that forethought like like i said Corey saw it and he was just like all right y'all let's go yes 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 (laughs) so that was pretty cool I, I love that. And it's like those moments that I miss so much. Um, I think that was at the second to last Raw before pandemic shut down. It was in DC. Mm-hmm. And I had all of these plans. I made so many, like, I met so much more people. And I was like, I'm so excited. And from like a professional standpoint, I had just come back from hosting NBA All Stars. So I was like, on a high. I was like, I'm oh, ready to oh. content. I'm ready to do everything. I want to dive in. And then, like, the pandemic shut it down. So it's cool that like we've been able to create a community where we can still have those vibes, even if it's virtually. Yeah, you know, and then even like the black wrestling journalists, shout out to, you know, the National Association of Black Journalists, you know, bringing a lot of times you see you know, when I would go there, I would see people like, oh, yeah, I'd be watching your wrestling show. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you was in the wrestling, you know, and then being able to create that community. So it's wrestling fans. It's all over tonight. Um, for a lot of us, our childhoods really came to an end as the dead man, the undertaker, official farewell. I mean, they pulled out all the stops. The thing that got me was the hologram of Paul Bearer. I, um, that almost broke me. Um, and I was sitting here with my 11-year-old son. And so, you know, he started watching. And he he doesn't watch as much as I do anymore. But he will look here and there. And we just sitting there. And I was like, you crying? No, I ain't crying. Then he's after <laughs> He goes, I ain't crying no more. You know? And I was no like, more. I said, I said, you only watched The Undertaker do like two tombstones and you already cried. But, you know, just that, you know, and I remember he said this in his last ride. He said, you hear about people saying, hey, I watched you with a, as I was a kid and now I'm watching you with my son and daughter. And I'm like, wow, that's, that, you. that's me, you know. Um, what did you think of the overall uh, farewell? Well, going into it, they didn't give us much of a hint of what to expect. Mm-hmm. So when all the legends came out, I was like, is everyone going to speech? Like, where is this going? And then the press that he's been doing leading up to it, whether it was like the IG Live with Snoop Dogg, um, another Broken Skull session, he has been coming on as, as Mark Calloway. So some people were like, are we going to get Taker dressed as Taker speaking as Mark? Or like, what is it going to be? So I didn't have really any expectations, but I wasn't disappointed because I was getting emotional too. And I'm glad he did it the way he did it because for me, Mark is new, but Undertaker means something to like me and, and my soul and my childhood. I was saying earlier on my shows, like the Undertaker is the only wrestler for a, like my whole life that I only saw him as that. I never humanized him. He was a superhero to me. He was like, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, like I've never even thought of him being out of Casey. So that part is of me is like gone now. I gotta ask y'all this because every a lot of people say that. 
where were y'all in 2000 to 2003 when he, he was worked. the huh okay go ahead cuz he was the american badass he sort of did an interview here and there he did a uh, dvd where he explained how Vince McMahon came up with the character and mm-hmm. he's sitting there in his you know his jean jacket jean vest i think or his um bandana yeah bandana and he's just talking about yeah Vince McMahon called me and he's like i've been trying to i was trying to get the wwe trying to get wwe and he was like oh don't call us we'll call you he said then suddenly vince called is this the undertaker and he's like i don't know who the hell is this and i'm like (laughs) so i understand what a lot of people say about the kayfabe but you know i think um around that time paul bearer had did an interview and he said Mm -hmm. this is mark you know what I mean? He said, Mark loves to ride bicycles. Mark loves yeah. to dress like that. So, like, I understand you saying no kayfabe, but, like, how did you feel then? Did Was he still that superhero to you? A hundred percent. It was okay. kind of like, um, what do you call it? Uh, super, like, it was like Clark Kent. Like okay. Clark Kent is, like, a real person, but, like, not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how that was to me, and I, I agree with you with that error because that's what made me so okay with him retiring after this last match because he kind of rode out as the American badass. And that was the one that was closer to who he is as a person. So that's why I was on this team of, he never does it again because the match with AJ Styles ended perfectly because it was a good segue. But that was an error. That wasn't all of Taker. The Taker I remember, the Taker I remember. Just like because of my age, I have seen more at this point in life I've seen more of Ric Flair being the old man who's just walking around than I've seen him as a to be honest mm-hmm. with you, besides like me going back and watching stuff. So you kind of remember someone how you want to remember them. Mm-hmm. It's like I think a lot of fans have probably seen more rock movies than rock matches, but they they want to remember him how they want to remember him. You know, it's funny. Uh, you bring up The Rock, and I remember talking to my friend Reagan, and I told her, I said, yeah, The Rock used to be a wrestler. She's like, what? what, what? And I said, that's where the name The Rock comes from. Oh. So I'm like, I had to break Is everything. She American? <laughs> yeah. Um, she's she's um, born late 90s. Um, never. <laughs> and so it, it, it's so funny because that same reaction was my manager at the time had. She was like, what? She was like, yeah, Brian, school her. And I said, yeah, The Rock used to be. And she's like, well, was he any good? I said, um, He's regarded as one of the greatest (laughs) of all time. But uh, even with Ric Flair, um, I've watched a lot. You know, I came up, I hated him for years because, you know, he was in the way of Brett getting his first title, which Brett would beat him. And then I'm, you know, I'm a Hulk Hogan mark. I know that's not always the most popular thing to be, but I'm a a, a Hulkamaniac forever. Um, Also helps reading the book. That's all I'll leave it at that. But listening to um you know rick flair was in the way so i i I remember you know short hair rick flair i don't remember long hair (laughs) rick flair you know so i understand where you're coming from you know but like i look at the undertaker i'm not gonna be one of those people say oh he was my he undertaker was never my number one guy i of course rooted for him to win certain matches obviously i i yeah, and this might not be popular. Never been a Dave Batista fan at all. So that whole Ooh, run. Oh, that's yeah. Crazy. And you're in Maryland. 
What? Oh, I'm in Baltimore. Remember that? It's a, oh, just... sorry. Sorry, Baltimore. <laughs> uh, but but we, you know we've been striking out. Uh, you know, uh, Rich Swan. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, 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 we'll take Stacy Keebler. But uh, you know, it's oh. like we'll, we'll take Stacy Keebler. Yeah. Uh, George Clooney, that's a win. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, we also, this is where Ron Simmons won the first uh, championship. Uh, so, so uh, but yeah, you know, I never was a big Batista fan, but watching, you know, like that was those matches with him and Undertaker, I really enjoyed. You know, I, my favorite Undertaker is the 99 version. Like, even though I was rooting against him, that whole character and it's so against everything I stand for because it's so demonic and I'm far from a demon. But you know, the Undertaker, Mark Calloway is actually saved, so we can. That's good. Um, Look, we all are allowed to have our guilty pleasures, and, <laughs> and wrestling is so problematic and oppressive and like terrible. But like that doesn't any reflection on us. Right, <laughs> you know, so it's like you know, I look back at that and like that attitude era, um, before he went to the bicycle, and I actually liked some parts of that, but I also remember in 2004 when he was getting ready to face Kane and he was gone for a while. And I shout out to my boy Brandon or uh, Harley, we was like, Yo, all I know is this fool better not come out on a bike at WrestleMania because you could feel like at WrestleMania 20. That he was coming back to the dead man. Um, what's your favorite version of him? I mean, as much as I think the American Badass is closer to him, it, mm-hmm. it, to me, it's it's always going to be that original Undertaker with Paul Bearer. Like it was just that is the icon. When someone says Undertaker to my to me, that's what I picture in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how it's always going to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, um, did you get a chance to look at any of the uh, celebrations on the WWE Network? I looked at a few of them, um, but I took, like, this whole week to just, like, get into, like, the recent interviews, whether it was, like, watching Broken Skull, watching what he did with Snoop, like, working at old matches, because when he tells a story, it makes you want to relive that moment. Yeah. When he talks about a WrestleMania moment, I'm the type that wants to go back and watch that WrestleMania and see what was the vibe around then, like what was going through his head. Like now that I know what I know, um, mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing for the most part to celebrate. Because it's it's sad we can't get together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I was talking to my buddy Hugh yesterday, and we was talking about uh, just the Survivor Series coming. Up. He said, "Man, is I miss." He's not miscovered over your house for these, these, these uh wrestling these wrestling pay-per-view parties. He says it's been yeah. so long, you know. Um I feel you, the you, same way. I, I spent the last like year and a half, I spent every weekend in New York, so I couldn't mm-hmm. get home and watch like I did today. So the job retiers always had their pay-per-view watch parties at Legends Bar and I just met so many people and it was just like the, the vibe in that room. I just I wish I was back there. Yeah, and I've been hearing so much about them. So I was like, man, you know, one day I want to get a chance to go up there and really like, you know, obviously, you know, I met them on, you know, through social media and watching their show. Are are we going for TLC? Ah, you know, that's, you know, they're going to really shut things down in December. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's five days before Christmas, too. And, um, And then Washington and or Baltimore is home, so I might be working. I was, Which, you know, it's it's so crazy how WWE just does not care. 
Like <laughs> every other sport cares. Like like oh Christmas. Oh WWE does not stop. Does not care. And that takes a toll on not only the wrestlers, but I always say like when I see like creators taking a break, I'm like it's okay to have an off season. Mm-hmm. Just because WWE doesn't believe in it doesn't mean that you. Can. Well, you also got to look at too though, right? Because they're a TV show and they're entertainment, they have to answer to sponsors and the networks like USA. And I think what irritated me with the pandemic and them is they could have been the first ones to actually create the bubble. If they would have created the bubble, it could have made a safer environment, you know. Um, they're usually ahead of everybody, but this pandemic, they follow people more than they've ever before, whether it was using NXT as the crowd where the, um, you know, AEW or using the Thunderdome following the NBA, they could have created a bubble and they probably, hopefully they will. I know some people may not like that idea. But at the end of the day, if you, you know, I understand you got to respond, you got to answer to these networks. It's different from sports in that aspect because, you know, USA was like, well, y'all better give us something. Y'all better give us some program. Y'all telling us y'all giving us a lot of TV. But like Law and Order and Grey's Anatomy have (laughs) That's true. But remember that we don't know what's in the contracts. You know what I mean? And, And so from that aspect, they got uh, they got these obligations to fulfill. However, they have to keep their talent safe. You know, you mentioned off season. I think, like, I honestly thought Bailey was going to take some time off. We knew she um, lost her stepfather while in the middle of her were uh, her champ world championship run. Ever, yeah, yeah. So I thought I said, okay, now that you know she's no longer champion this would probably be a good time for her to take time off and maybe heal but who knows maybe this is her way of healing but even from a physical standpoint you know you can rotate they have so much talent that they can rotate and mm-hmm. still have an off season you know that's a whole nother show we'll have to do it it's, it's a whole nother show it's like sometimes they believe in covid sometimes they don't <laughs> um it was I like the way you wrote that oh we didn't have nxt here for this round of Survivor Series because of COVID restrictions and blah, blah, blah. But then today we saw like, what, like 12 men over the age of 60 all in the ring together. I'm like, what is, what's going on? It's for Taker, (laughs) you know? It's for Taker. So (laughs) me, I am like more of a like, I've been, I've been scared. Mm -hmm. So when I see those people and I think of what they do to the culture and just thinking of any of them ever having anything go on, like, mm-hmm. it scares me. So I'm like, I really hope they are taking all the precautions. Yeah, me too. Me too, you know. Um, but let's talk Survivor Series. Yes. <laughs> um, the main event, Roman Reigns defeats Ooh. Drew McIntyre. The main event of the year? <laughs> yeah, how about that, you know? It, it, the pay-per-view. Drew, Drew McIntyre, he has been doing an incredible job since becoming WWE champion the first time. I was watching that match with Randy Orton on Raw when he won the title back. And, you know, the 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 WWE Championship match, we can become desensitized to it because, oh, yeah, they're going to fight for the title tonight. Yeah, they ain't changing the belt, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, it's just Raw. They're not going to do anything. Right. And I was watching the match. I said, you know what? This has, okay, got the big fight feel. Drew McIntyre came out there with the sword and everything. Oh, like, oh, he's going over, you know. But... <laughs> 
it it was booked so well that like you knew he had to give it like his all. And a lot of people didn't like him losing the title to Randy just to get it back right away. But I was like, no, I think he needed that because it was like, oh, okay, I got hit in the mouth. Now I got to dig deeper, you know. But um, tonight I thought they did a great job. I, I think we all kind of knew Roman would win, but it made yeah. sense and it, they but didn't. They were talking about it on commentary. They were like, was it Cole who was just like, Roman can't tap? He's the tribal chief. Like, oh, way to give away the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny because my son was saying the same thing. He's like, they give it away. <laughs> yep, there you go. And I was telling him, I said, no. Well, I said, Michael Cole says that a lot of times. Oh, no, it was some, it was like, is he going to tap? And I think this was actually doing, yeah, it was doing the match. He said, is he going to tap? He said, now we know he ain't going to tap because he just said it. Right. So sometimes it happens, but you know, that, that part, I look, I'm, I actually like Michael Cole more than the average person. I uh, do too. I'm a Michael Cole. I, I, I will respect him forever for getting us through 99 when wrestling was at its height. And then, boom, Jim Ross gets uh, sick with uh, Bell's palsy. And mm-hmm. you needed somebody to step in there to keep that momentum. Yeah. And I thought he did a phenomenal job. Um, but I thought this was a great match, you know? This was, this was everything I wanted and more because I wasn't sure, like, we didn't get a chance to really get excited for this match because for a while we thought it was going to be Randy Orton versus mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. At least I did. Yeah. Um, so when I knew this, I was like, this, they did it in a way that like Drew McIntyre showed everything he needed to show, proved himself, and, and did such a wonderful job that it's going to re-ignite like his reign as WWE Champion. And, you know, it showed you that like Roman Reigns deserves everything that he's saying and can back it up. And I, I thought it was a great match. I, it could go on and on and on. I think it saved the show for sure. Yeah. Well, you're speaking of saving the show. You talked about the women. Um, you brought that up. I saw you tweeted at It's Brit Waters um, about the women saving the show. Uh, yeah. Let's start with Sasha and Asuka. Sasha finally gets that win Ooh. over Asuka. And I remember, you know, when you was here before, which seems like eons ago, right. you was talking about, you know, you didn't want to see Sasha go over on Asuka at that time. Now, you know, obviously the situation is different, but mm-hmm. I thought that it made so much sense for Sasha to get this win, especially, mm-hmm. okay, she can't be, uh, she can't be Bailey, right? Yep. She can't retain the title. Did that now? She can't be Oscar. She, yeah, She's boom, getting she did bullied it. by Carmella like every week. Yeah, and Carmella's same as outfit that she keeps wearing. <laughs> I, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because <laughs> so I, so I was getting ready for the uh, game today, and okay. I like all right. Let me tune into your wrestling opinion, <laughs> and I was like. Oh my goodness! I never thought about that, and it was so funny. You and the uh, the lady you was on the uh, phone with. Wow, from the wrestling wind down, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> talked about the outfit. Talk about that. Well, you know, we still want people to check it out because it's still available yes. on your Instagram. Yes. But just give a summary of the conversation. It's just like I think for for women too, especially when you're coming out with a brand new gimmick of who you are. Your gear means a lot. Your gear. I mean, Keith Lee showed you that. People were really mad when he switched up his gear. But, like, Carmella comes out with the same outfit four weeks in a row. And me, as a woman, I'm just saying it's, it's pleather. It's like a leather material. I know you cannot run that through the wash every week. Like, I just think it's nasty. 
Uh, Lacey Evans gonna have to uh, have a talk with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. You nasty. <laughs> but I do think that when it comes to respect as a champion, mm-hmm. that the entire WWE universe has that respect for Asuka. Has that like you know, we already know you are a legend, you are an icon, blah blah blah. But a lot of people think that you know Sasha has pretty privilege as a four horsewoman, like. People give Sasha a bunch of other reasons of why she is where she is, whether it's the way she looks, the way she can kill a promo, like her t-shirt sales, the the grasp she has on the youth. But they don't really respect her as a wrestler as much as I think that she has earned it. So her to be asking here to me was necessary and it adds to her reign that that she that I've been, I've been begging her to boss up and she finally has. And I thought she did it in a way that it didn't make Oscar look weak, but it made Sasha look strong. You know, um, I'm a fan of roll ups and schoolboys and all that. So I liked her getting the win that way. I wish um, you, you brought up about, you know, Oscar. The thing I want from Oscar is I want Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler to stop running from her. Y'all don't need those tag titles. Um, you know, just go ahead and drop them. Go after Oscar so we can yeah. really see. Because I feel like every time Oscar gets the title, she can't really have like that real dominating reign. Nobody that's even on her, on her level on Raw. Like, that's who, who's on her level on Raw? Nobody. Nobody, right? But the way Shayna was booked for the longest, it would make sense. So then, because you could believe, like Shayna Baszler, somebody was like, I can believe that she can beat Asuka. So when Asuka beats her, that's like, okay, boom, that's a huge win for Asuka. You know what I mean? Um, Nia Jax, just the way she carried herself as a powerhouse, and, you know, she could be a little reckless, you know? (laughs) Nia's performance today wasn't good. Like, (laughs) if we talk about Uh-huh. I, was, I was annoyed, but you know what? I think that's why the Asuka and Sasha match ended that way. You know, Asuka wasn't curled over in pain; like well, mm-hmm. she was looking at her like, "All right, I see." You know. Yeah. Yep. And um, you know, especially considering the way Sasha beat her for the title, so she needed that win. So I, I was glad that she was able to pick that up. Um, you brought up Naya, and um, because this is where. I think this is exactly when I saw your tweet during the women's uh, Survivor Series match. Because that's the match that woke you up. Me out of my seat because I was, I was after after my men's tag, I was sitting there like, okay, okay, <clears throat> and we're coming off a really, really good full gear. So I'm just like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? And then I woke up during that match, during the women's match. I woke up and I was like, wow, this is great. And everyone had their time to shine. Like seeing Bianca and Natalia doing the squat move, like it was just so cool. Like everything was flowing, everyone was showing off. And I thought it was just a great match. And I, it woke me up. And the show since that moment progressed and progressed. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I wish that. So I understand why Lana won. As much as... Just think about it, right? The story of her constantly getting beat up and telling her she don't belong, right? Bianca was going... Bianca being in there last but not getting pinned, she already looked strong. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. She she already goes into uh, SmackDown really as the dominant woman. So she was going to look strong regardless. So it's kind of like a two for one because now you can continue the story with Lana. You just had the Chronicles for her, which I haven't watched yet, but you just had a lot of crying. (laughs) Okay. Um, You just had the Chronicles. So now what you do is you saying now she goes in there and she can run around, you know, and boss up essentially on Naya and Shayna. Now she'll probably get put through the temp table tomorrow, you know, which but I'm like, just... to be honest, I'm like I'm over that. And me too. You could do it nine times. We don't need to see it again. Mm-hmm. And then it goes from like WWE just goes from extremes, as we know. Like yeah. Lana's a heel, hate her. Lana's a heel. To Lana's a thing, love her. Watch her cry over internet bullying, and like she does get a lot of and hate, um, mm. which is crazy. But I think it's because people don't believe that she's worked hard enough. To be in the ring, mm-hmm. pushing her by being bullied is not a way for us to like her and respect her more. Actually, showing her wrestle, actually showing her, you know, if she's been training with Natty, show what she's learned. You know, that's how you get over in, in WWE. We didn't have to bully Becky to put her over. Like we liked mm-hmm. Becky because we liked who she was. We liked what she did in the ring. Like, show us that Lana, and then maybe people will get on board. Not like. Oh, I feel bad for her. Give her a, a title shot. Yeah, it wasn't until WrestleMania 32. She made her debut. People didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was her debut. Um, you know, even when Naomi had her run and it was like, well, you giving us Lana? Like, you want to put her in the ring with Lana, you know, which they she had to do something, you know, because of the money in the bank. That was the first women's money in the bank, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was so much. But, you know, I, I kind of. I kind of get why they went that way. And it's also like, take that, Miro, or, you know, go play your video games. Yeah, but, but this is her moment. I mean, it's mm-hmm. whether or not, like, Miro is such a big personality and, and, and Rusev Day was so big that, like, it's Shadow Lana. That's the thing. Rusev Day was big. Miro, I don't think so. Miro's still working on it. Okay? He's still, he, 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 he like he got angry, right? And all this other stuff. He said, This man said, No, nah, man, they making fun of you. Ma- I don't think people was making fun of him. People wanted no. Rusev Day. No, people were all the way on board with Rusev Day. Yeah. And, but, and Lana didn't really capitalize off of that. Nobody did, to be honest nobody with you. Did. Yeah. But it goes to show you it was Rusev Day, owned by Vince McMahon, that was over, not Miro. Zack yes. Ryder got over on his own. Yeah. Matt Cordona, I believe if there were fans, like, you know, if they would, if he would have came to D.C., no, Long Island, right? If AEW yeah. was in Long Island and Matt Cordona ran out there because he got over on his own, the podcast and everything, I believe people would have been screaming. Um, like, at that point, wrestling fans weren't screaming for Miro when he was at WWE. So why are we screaming for him without like a big match happening? And then you throw him in a tag division. Mm -hmm. What? (laughs) It was just a really weird transition. But I feel like this is Lana's moment because she's not going to be overshadowed by her husband. She's not going to be in a weird marriage angle. Like, Let's see what she can do. You know, so I I, I personally, I'm going to bring up somebody in a match. Lacey Evans. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Never no. been a fan. 
Uh, okay. I was just, how do you feel? We here. <laughs> um, especially this odd pairing with Peyton Royce because the Iconics were so over. If you're going to mm-hmm. split them up, work on work with them as single stars. Don't put her with with Lacey Evans. Um, Lacey Evans, she needs something to freshen up whatever she's working on. Um, and I think a feud would be the best because I didn't. I didn't hate her so much when she was thrown into that, like, Beck and Seth thing. Like, I didn't hate her so much. I thought she was entertaining. But now she's not entertaining to me. She's just annoying. Yeah. I'm going to take you old school. It's like breaking up the Rockers, right? Mm -hmm. Only to put Marty Jannetty with one, two, three kid. And it doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, yeah, they won the tag titles. I think they held them for, like, a cup of coffee. Um, But... (laughs) It, it, or maybe they didn't, but it was like, you know, you put in, you break him up to put him here. You know, you broke up. Um, it was another team of the smoking guns. And then you put rockabilly with road dog would well, actually worked, but you know, um, no road dog to go with K quick, you know, which it build, um, our truth and, uh, Ron killings as a brand, but you know, it's just so much stuff. Like, like you said, why are you going to break up the iconics? Just to and then just to throw her quickly into this uh tag yeah. team. And for me, it's different because of how over the iconics were. Mm-hmm. Like and because people were really seeing that that potential in, in Peyton Royce. It's like if Big E suddenly teamed up with Street Profits, how crazy mm-hmm. the WWE universe would go. You'd be like, You you made him leave the new day to tag with someone else? <laughs> <laughs> Brothers, and the way that Billy Kay and Peyton Royce were, were really connected, even off screen, Bingo. made no sense. And and I feel like Lacey Evans needs Peyton, and Peyton does not need Lacey. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you think about Bianca Belair, and what do you think happens with her after tonight? I think she she came through. She slayed. She looked great. Um, she looked athletic. They kept her strong. She was flexing in there. She has a way of showing off while staying humble, and I think it's likable. I think people are going to love her. Um, I do. I like that she's still on the brand, same brand as her husband, but I hope she stays kind of away from them and really makes her own path. I see her getting closer to the Riot Squad, and I'm okay with that because I think she does need some time to build up, build up. I would love to see her with a belt one day, but like I think her doing something with the right squad is, is not a bad thing. What do you think? I want to see her win the Royal Rumble. Um, well, yeah. The, she, the, she killed it in the Royal Rumble last year. Yeah, yeah. I want to see her win. I want to see her and Sasha at WrestleMania, and I want to see Sasha put her over. Um, you know, I understand. That you know, I, dream. I, I just think, you know, I know Charlotte will probably find her way back, um, but let's put her for Oscar. <laughs> or whoever's on Raw. Is it Charlotte on Raw? Yeah. On Raw. Okay, cool. Let's keep her away from them. Uh, but I think you can build to a Sasha Bianca Belair match. I hope. I mean, um, I mean, think about it, you know, and I know the McMahon's the Republicans. So, you know, but you you we will be in the midst of a women. Uh, vice president. They more than Republicans, child. <laughs> they chilling in the cabinet. They over here. Yeah, they are. They are talking that voters nonsense. Uh, but 
I know. So, you know, but just think about you. I mean, you imagine Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris coming out, you know, introducing that match (laughs) at WrestleMania. You just just imagine how great that would be, you know, and Snoop Dogg rapping uh, with Sasha coming out. Please leave Cardi B out of this. I beg you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as much as I love this, I would love to meet Sasha and and Bianca Mania is is a great match. But Mm -hmm. I think they're not giving Bailey the time off because they're going to reignite the feud. When Sasha did that recent interview and said one of her dream matches to be versus Bailey at Mania, I was like, girl, if that was going to happen, it would have happened and it didn't happen. And y'all can't keep stretching this out. There's potential for you. So I don't know. And I think once Sasha does drop the belt, she's going to take some time off again. And she's yeah. going to explore all of these things. Sis was just on The Mandalorian. Like, yeah. you don't need us. That's true, you know. And I love the fact that she found herself and she's branding herself early as you know her you know her movie star is her name and she's doing what the rock didn't do you know the name dwayne yeah dwayne johnson if he would have maybe if he would have did that sooner i don't know i mean it was early night you know the the fourth wall wasn't broken the way it is now so it might not have worked but i was thinking maybe if he did that then when he wanted to be dwayne johnson it could have worked but he was Dwayne the Rock Johnson for a while, and then it seems like he decided to just drop that. Yeah, because he goes and does interviews, and he's just the Rock now. Yeah, I mean he had to embrace it. You know, um, everybody knew who the Rock was. You know, yeah. uh, people who like people that like I remember when I was younger, people would say to my mother, "Like, oh, you watch wrestling?" She was like. No, I used to, but yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't watch, but I know who the Rock is, girl. Let me the tell Rock you, is. you know. Um, so you can always tell a fake mark when they're like. <laughs> oh yeah, it's funny because like I do my IG lives and my you know my Instagram platform isn't just wrestling people. It's people that come from my wizard's job, from everything else that I do. So they'll be in the comments and they'll be like, What what Big E left the new day? What are y'all talking about? Or they'll be like Oh my gosh, Taker's still wrestling? I'm like, they've been like, mm-hmm. so far off, but it's crazy how it takes one name to like light up someone's like inner wrestling passion. Yeah, I, my, my brother Glenn always says everybody was a wrestler fan at one point, you know. Yeah. Me and Dwayne always say you can make a wrestling reference with anything, yes. you know. Um, I, and, and that was the thing. So, like, in 2011, this was when the wrestling realm was like in its infancy and the notes were being taken to build the brand. We was, oh, it was you the, guys are coming up on your 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so we were sitting there talking outside of class at Morgan State. And um, it was the night The Rock had came back to challenge John, well, to tell people that he was basically angry at Cena when they made the announcement that he was going to be hosting WrestleMania. And we're standing there talking like, man, it's so crazy. Finally, The Rock is back. Yada, yada, yada. And then people just would stop. Wait, The Rock? The, the Rock Wait, back? The what? <laughs> yeah. You know, and these college kids is like trying to be cool. And I don't watch that stuff no more. Then it's like, oh, wait a minute. And, you know, and that was the thing I learned in college about like The Miz, how his shirts, how they always stuck out because The Miz's shirts, like, would say, hello, I'm awesome or awesome. You know, you could rock a Miz shirt anywhere and people anywhere. be like, they wouldn't know it was a wrestler shirt. Mm hmm. 
those are like my favorite because it's like the inside joke. Mm -hmm. um, but but to go off what you're saying, I think once we get through this pandemic, they're going to need big names to get. I remember saying that. Yeah. Yeah, I said mm -hmm. it on my show, and I was like, "That's when you bring in the Rock. That's when you bring in Cena. That's when you bring in the Bellas. You know, that's when you get like a legend to come manage somebody. Like, because those people are out there." Everyone is a wrestling fan in some way, somehow. They will tune in, whether it's to see somebody's new hairstyle, whether it's to see Roman Reigns with his shirt off. Thank God he thought he took that little thing off. Uh -huh. like I'm just saying, people will watch it for their own personal reason. Do you think, do you think the Bellas have a tag title run in them? I was just watching Total Bellas and I had to turn it because they were talking about pregnancy and hemorrhoids and, and baby poop. I was like, y'all do not seem like the Bellas that I know. Uh -huh. I think it's important that they do. I really think they, they said they would. Um, but I think it's like you can't go into the Hall of Fame as one of the best women's tag teams and had a chance to go for the belts of it. Yeah, I, I want to see it happen. I, I, I like the Bellas. Um, I, I respect everything they've done for the business. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe, you know, they really kind of set the tone. You think about their crossover appeal. You know, the first time it didn't really work when they left, but, you know, that comeback. And you you just thinking about what they've done, bringing, you know, some women to wrestling because of yeah. the Total Divas and then the Total Bellas. I have friends who would tell me, now, I don't watch wrestling, but I love Total Divas and I love this. And then, you know, of course, they're like a few months behind. It's like, yeah, because Natty, Natty's going to win the belt at SummerSlam, I hope. I'm like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of already happened. Like, you, know you can Google that. <laughs> right. You know, so I, I think we all know Natty ain't winning no belt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's move on to the tag team. Um, you said the men's tag team titles. I thought the new day and first of all can we yeah you got the street profits on you called it they won um black excellence in the ring yeah. and i remember when men on a mission won the titles years ago then we didn't see black a black tag team not the rock and sock connection not booker t and gold dust but a black tag team win the titles again until kofi kingston and our truth yep. now both shows the new day and the street profits and just the way they went out there it was to me a clean wrestling match yes. um and, and sometimes you just need that on a show you know um a clean wrestling match in the end it was the street profits getting it done Shout out to the New Day, giving them the rub, putting them mm -hmm. over. You know, what do you think? Like you, you like you said, you called it. You had the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I before mean, the rest of the be honest, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been mad either way. I right. think this match is so much bigger than what we're seeing, and people will look back on it and remember this moment, not just because of the black excellence, but because we haven't seen really good tag team wrestling on WWE in a while. And just to show off 
why connecting messaging is important, why it looks good. I understand that because of money reasons, it's not as popular in WWE. It's all about money. You know, if you book a tag team now, you got to pay two people to go to do an appearance. Thank you. But, I'm glad somebody understands that. Well, I wouldn't expect yeah. nothing less from the bloodline, but <laughs> a lot of fans don't get that part of it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a money thing, but I was looking on Twitter and even FTR from AEW congratulated like this well thank the street profits and new day because it was just a good show of what tag team wrestling should be like it shouldn't look like two people who you randomly took together two hours before the show and, and put them with this person it's people who who know the movements who know who just work so well together and like i said this was a great time to get the profits over i think um Xavier and Kofi are going to be busy with their her business later. They they got time. They got to be busy with retribution. They they got other things to do. Mm-hmm. It was such a good thing. I loved it. Did you think the hurt business might have won the match and been in this spot um, on Monday? What do you, what do you mean? Like, like you know, the hurt business. Yeah, because the hurt business. Uh, fell short to the new day last Monday in the tag team title match. Had they won, they would have been the ones to face the street profits. Did you think there was a chance that her business would have won? Her business isn't gonna lose on a pay-per-view. That's what I was thinking. Yep. Yeah. I just don't see it. <laughs> yeah. So because at first I was like, oh that would be cool. But then I thought it it would be it wouldn't be because we've been kind of like having this big E and street profits thing. Which I love <laughs> They both kill promos, and it's like this is the time where it's like okay that you have two teams that you really love. Face versus face is like something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed, like you said, just just the way the match was, you know. Um, and I remember a time when. WWE was doing good tag teams, like in the Attitude Era. You had, I always think about SummerSlam 99, when you had a tag team turmoil that featured Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, the Acolytes. Um, I think the Dudleys was in that match also. Um, Hardcore and Crash. And then the tag team title match was actually two makeshift tag teams, but it made sense. X-Pac and Cambers, Undertaker and Big Show. But, you know, you had, like, these tag teams that made sense, you know. But, you know, sometimes they get away from it. But I don't like the titles. I don't like the belts. (laughs) I think at this point, we know that you don't need a Raw tag team and a SmackDown. Mm -hmm. It should be like the women's. But it's sad that it should be like that because it's sad that you guys aren't doing enough with the titles for them to mean more. Mm -hmm. For them to need one on each brand. But at this point... Yeah, the tag division needs help. Like AEW women's division needs help. Like it's a dire, dire. <laughs> I thought they was getting a little bit better. Um, you know, they have the talent, and I tell people they got the talent in AEW as far as the women's division is concerned. It's just the pen and the pencil and the papers not coming together right. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, they can blame the pandemic, but even the women that are there every week, standing on the sidelines. Y'all aren't even using them correctly. You know, the fact that there's a pandemic and you're bringing in people from other uh, promotions and they're still not putting on A1 matches or they're still putting them over more than your own roster. We could go on for days like that. How do you feel about AEW Dark? Oh, your your mic is going funny. Huh? It's still acting crazy? Uh, what are you saying? Oh, you got to be kidding me. Hold on. No, we were going so good. What did you do? How about now? 
Is doing something? anything? Something? Yes, yeah, there you go. All right. Oh. <clears throat> you can you hear me? Gosh, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> what you say? How do you feel about AEW Dark? I like AEW Dark. Okay. I like it because what else am I going to do on Tuesday? <laughs> so, unpopular opinion. One, I don't like the two hours. Um, but I think the thing I don't like is when you bring in all these superstars from everywhere, I know they're going to lose. Always going to lose. And for a while, it was just like, you're going to see five black wrestlers in a squash match <laughs> for a reason. You know what? When Dark hit me, it was like recently that promo on AEW where Jade came out. I was just like, this is why Dark is so important because mm -hmm. Jade came out and everyone was like, what? Like, who? Where are you coming from? Like, okay, she was popular on Instagram, but I think if they would have developed her in Dark first a little bit, it would have been an easier transition. I, I like Dark for that reason, but a lot of those matches are always going to be predictable. I think I would have liked if they did this. If you would have, like, your indie people wrestle each other, mm -hmm. and then your your um, talent that you're still working on develop the sign, have them wrestle each other. Rather than Perfect. squash all the indie people, because if all right, one, you know, if I see, let me just say Lance Archer versus um Brian Cage, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. I don't know who's gonna win. But yep. if I see Brian Cage versus Bishop King, who I'm really high on, I'm like Bishop King. Gonna win. <laughs> you know, so I think if they did it that way, you know, because now I'm like, all right, when y'all have this next show that I'm not sure if they're still gonna do. Are you going to continue to do things this way? You know? For sure. I've seen it work and I've seen it not work because I think Scorpio Sky got his um, feud with, with uh, Sean Spears so, oh, so over because he was doing so much in Dark and mm -hmm. he was having good matches in Dark. Um, so I do like that Dark exists. I just, especially during a pandemic, I know everything is about money. It's over our heads. But I don't really need to see a second show for AEW right yeah. now. That's Cause, true. Because the show they got ain't even where it needs to be. Uh -huh. Because I was so excited. It's like the product is getting worse, and I don't even want to see a third hour, to be honest. Right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, before we close out, Raw um, the, and SmackDown traditional Survivor Series match. Um, you know, because I mean, we already—you said her business was going to lose on TV. I mean, on a pay-per-view, and that's exactly why Bobby Lashley didn't. But um, you know, Raw versus SmackDown, SmackDown, Raw with a clean sweep after all this time, all this time they couldn't get along, and I wanted to see Kevin Owens have a big night. They did this to us on purpose, <laughs> you know they did. And, they gave us with the oopty whoop. Yeah, and they did I was this like, before. No I can't way. remember which year, but they did this before. Okay, uh, I was uh, like, um, they just wanted us all stumped. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what Rollins did was interesting didn't see that coming i know Wait, what happened i mean, so i remember okay. I, I got home late so you gotta so okay i'm gonna be seth rollins uh -oh. so tag in tag okay uh -huh. i'm in right he turns around to his team and he's like this is for the greater good gets down and kneels right in front of sheamus and just lets him fit him eliminated for the greater good <laughs> 
Thank you. I have been the Saturday, the Sunday night Messiah. (laughs) What greater good? I don't know what greater good he's been talking about this whole time. I thought his gimmick was Jesus when he first started, and it wasn't. And this is so weird. Which I'm like, okay, Riles, I know you on the other side. Whatever. Like, cut it. Like, I was just like, if this is what you need to do to go home to Becky, she was like, what, eight plus months now? Just mm-hmm. get at it. Just go. Because, Seth, you have given us so much good product during this quarantine. We're, yeah. we're, we're good. We're done. Like, Roman's back. You can go now. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, like, as much as I got tired of the eyeball match and the stuff with Rey Mysterio, the matches that they were having outside of that one actually were good. You know, I mean, when it comes to Seth Rollins, there's no denying it. He is truly one of the best in the ring. Like I said, me, I hate everything about the gimmick because it's like, okay, you're being blasphemous. But no, it's not for him. It's not blasphemous. But it's like you, you're making fun of people. But okay. But in the ring, like, you know, like I actually, I, so Rollins was the guy is you know very few people when they win that title that they can hold on to it before you get bored. Uh-huh. He was one of those people that I never got bored with his very first title reign. Then he comes back and he just didn't have that juice yet. You know, uh-huh. the match at WrestleMania 33 with Triple H was way too long. And it was like he was always trying to find himself. Uh-huh. Now it's like, dang, yo, you really found yourself. But I, I don't he like this. He's a superstar, and he's he's killing the gimmick because even people like us are like recognizing it. Yeah. I cannot agree with something, but I can I can like Bingo. recognize it as good product, mm-hmm. and that it's working, and that it's getting us through. And I think the bar isn't as high anymore because you're not in front of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really just the amount of people he's put over, um, the storylines he was able to develop. Like Seth did a really good job, but I hope he does some take some time and come back as something different. <laughs> Yeah, I always thought that, you know, to me, when he had that run, I said, he's the next big megastar. You know, I will put him in the lines with the Shawn Michaels is the Bret Hart's, you know, uh, somebody that when I look like I don't put Batista there, like to me. I we know, know you hate on Batista. <laughs> like, like I, I, look, I got the uh, for Christmas um, one mm-hmm. year, my sister bought me the uh, 50th anniversary, the WWE 50th anniversary DVD. Yeah. And I'm looking and I saw Batista or not. He's out of here. Like, why is wow. he even on her cover? <laughs> he actually blocked me on Twitter, which I what I was going for. Because you know, when he came back and won the Royal Rumble, oh, I was I was mad. Wow. <laughs> I was so mad. Wow. That's pretty cool. Like, you need but, to put that on a t-shirt. Batista blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> blocked by Batista. Like, that's t-shirt worthy. But I'll you know it. what though? I, I gotta give him his props because he stood up for Black Lives Matter. So I was like, mm-hmm. I can't hate on the man no more <laughs> i don't like the character you know and he but... does he does a lot in the community and mm-hmm. you know me being like the wizards host he comes to the whiz games and supports like i just i can't hit on batista but i mean as a wrestler maybe a little overrated yeah thank you i'm glad somebody else realized okay. yeah, yeah you know um you know i mean we all it's funny because like when randy orton said what he said to him i was like got him Got him, I would defend uh, Randy to the death of me. Like, Randy, nah, don't get me started. I have like a, a, a love-hate relationship with Randy Orton. This one on the love side now. Um, and the reason is because 
and we all know Randy. He does when he's ready to show up, he shows up. But if he don't, eh, he phones it in. He don't uh, care. It, to me, it's the Kobe and Shaq, right? With him and Cena. If yes, Randy Orton had John Cena's work ethic, it would he would literally be the greatest of all time. Yeah. When you write out his a longevity is showing that perfect superstar, and with the way they can, you know, just all the abilities, the attributes, is Randy Orton. The only other person is The Rock. You know, yes. And I think even even The Rock now, like I mean, The Rock can do anything. He's the promo killer, blah blah. blah. I don't think people realize just how long Randy's been in the game and been mm-hmm. on top of the game, like in the capacity that he's in, like. I think a lot of people from his era, yes, they still exist in this world, or yes, they can come back and still wrestle, but they can't carry on and captivate a whole new generation of stars the way Randy is. You know, Gen Z is never going to be in love with Edge as much as they are with Randy. Mm-hmm. He's still, possible. he's he's like the LeBron James. He's yeah. still in his prime in his 17th year. You know, I mean, the guy, and, and, and what, he started in 02? Um, forever ago, <laughs> yeah, and was in a SummerSlam main event at SummerSlam 03 asking Triple H, started way you... too young, like LeBron, yeah, you know, and won the title that you know he won it from vacant, mm-hmm. um, at SummerSlam 04. But you know, just like watching him, I was like, man, if you would just understand, and I think now, like, he's going out there, you know, the, the work he's been doing with Drew McIntyre has just been incredible, you know, but like looking at tonight and the Raw's mat, Raw um, Survivor Series match, I was happy to see, you know, AJ Styles. To me, he's another one. Like AJ Styles, I always heard Bruce Pritchard say, the AJ Styles you see now is the one they tried to get when he, Bruce was working at TNA mm-hmm. and uh, before they became Impact, you know, he was like, this is the AJ Styles we wanted. But now you see, and like Vince said before, we should have signed him 10 years ago. I would love to see him kind of getting up there next to challenge Drew and dethrone him. You know, he's got a manager. He got muscle now. So Mm -hmm. that guy, and and he hasn't really done nothing yet. What are they doing with Jordan? Do you know? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I would love to see AJ Styles become WWE champion once again. I would love to see it. I think what really stood out for me, like during this pandemic time, was when he was feuding with Taker leading up to Mania and the way he got under people's skin. Even on the last ride when Michelle McCool was like, she had to text him and be like, hey, yo, what's, <laughs> what's good here? Like, this is starting to actually hurt. Like, mm-hmm. I think he just showed like just how far he's willing to go. And, and that is as powerful in the business, that you're willing to take a risk, that you're yep. willing to go so hard on someone that is so loved in the business. Like some people take it easy. Like, I'm not going to do this about Taker. Like, I'm not going to. But the way he committed to it, the way he got, you know, FTR over, like it was just it was a vibe that he proved this year to me, at least that I think everybody saw. Yeah, absolutely. And and I can't wait to see what the celebration is going to be like on Raw. Because, you know, he's going to clown him and let everybody know he was the captain. And this is what yeah. happened. You listen to him. So um, it should definitely be interesting. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. 
I, I'm excited to see everything that comes from this pay-per-view. I'm, I'm glad it was good. I'm glad it was good. Yeah. Before we go, do you have any like classic Survivor Series memories? Like, or, or one of like a favorite Survivor Series moment? Hmm. You know, it's like I feel like four. I can't talk about Sasha on here because I went so hard on her the first time you had me on. <laughs> you so I can. can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have to think. What is your favorite Survivor Series moment? Oh man. Um. Like in the, so the history, one of them is the Rock winning the title. Yeah. Uh, even though you know at the time I was like, okay, I was like super like always going for the good guys. Funny story, real quick. Like today, like my son was like, Dad, why are you always like the bad guys? And I was like, wrestling is really catered towards children. I said, think about this. I go to the show, me and your uncle Dwayne. That's we buy two t-shirts. That's twenty dollars a piece. But if me and your Uncle Dwayne take you and your sister to the show. That's eighty dollars. I said, yep. so that's the reason why it's catered to kids. I said, yep. so more tickets, more hot dogs. <laughs> exactly. I said, so for me, I said I like who I like. I said right now, I like Roman. I like his attitude because he's rooting for Drew. He's like Roman needs to be humbled and all this stuff. I said, but when I was your age, I used to root for all the good guys, all the bad guys, you know. So like at that's uh, SummerSlam I mean, Survivor Series '98. Didn't really like The Rock during the corporation. So I was like, all right, now I'm just now forget you. I was rooting for you, but now I'm just back to just Stone Cold, you know. But mm-hmm. that went, um, Bret Hart winning the title at 95. Uh, also really liked that wild card match. Uh, that was the first time they put like the good guys and the, they mixed the good guys and the bad guys together and had them like go against each other. So that was yep. really cool. Um, Survivor Series 01, the first DVD, the first wrestling DVD I ever bought after getting my PlayStation <laughs> was phenomenal. Uh, just the whole, you know, everything was like the five on five winner take all match. See, so. you're naming like eight of them. I thought I had to pick one. <laughs> <But nah. laughs> it's, you know, it's always hard to pick one. We just, you're talking 25 <laughs> plus years. <laughs> so that was yours. Was there some of I yours? Mean, I think. I think, like I said, a lot of these will stand out. Like you're saying everything that you're saying. I think that people maybe 10 years younger than me will look back and be like, remember during that crazy pandemic and you saw that that wild tag team match with the New Day mm-hmm. and, and Street Profit. Like, I hope that that sticks for this this pay-per-view. Yeah. So you don't have no historic ones, though? I, don't, I can't think off the top of my head right now. Yeah, I okay. have, like, really favorite matches. Mm-hmm. And I tend to forget which pay-per-view they were on. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite matches? I am like a big Mick Foley fan. Okay. Um, so um one of my favorite, I loved his like feud with The Rock when they did the um empty arena match. That was so wild. And I feel like it was so before its time. Like that is something that stands out to me. Um, I think he was one of the best to do it. So a lot of his matches are are my favorites and they stand out to me. So I would have to I'll have to go with that one. That one stands out. Like I, I like that. Cause it was yeah. so wild. And I at that time I hadn't I never thought that that's I was so used to looking and seeing things happening in the ring that we didn't get matches like that. They need to actually bring this. Back. <laughs> this what? is in the- <laughs> well, so this was actually um Okay. That my friend gave it to things. me. It's been huh? through some things. That book has been through some things. Yeah, my old car. My, uh, you know, my friend um, Megan gave it to me. She was just like, hey, I'm finished reading this. You can have it. I said, okay. So 
when I used to work at Best Buy and I was a sales operator, so I was, my job was just to answer phone calls and sell over the phone. So in order for me to stay in my seat, I would read wrestling books. So that was the first one I read. I read Jericho's second book, Bobby Heenan's book, Vince Russo's book. Uh, what do like, you think about his upcoming book where he said he would talk about every match he's ever had? I'm like, how long the book going to be? Right. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, how does he remember that? Right. And you you know how we kind of currently feel about Chris right now. So it's like, oh, <laughs> all right. So it's like, do, 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 ah, ah. You know, side note, I'm, I'm going have to have, have to bring you on here. We're going to probably bring some other people. I was thinking about a show and it's mm-hmm. can people come back? Has, will after, we, the, after the X? After the X, can people come back? Um, as we sit here and you know, this racial pandemic, we see in people sh- in wrestling show their true colors. Will we let some of them back? You know what I mean? Um, and it's like, what do you mean by back? Like, back into a celebrating them or back, yeah, into you know, here are you coming to the cookout? Because I don't no, really no. believe in cancel culture, like, okay. I really don't believe in it. I've been on the other side of it. I've made mistakes in my broadcasting career and had people throw them in my face. And I'm like, yo, you mad at me about something I said in the heat of a moment on live radio when I was 21. Like, mm-hmm. I think everyone makes mistakes, but just like you were saying about or about Jericho, I mean, when I said what I said about him on my show, The Little Less of the Bubbly, um, it was about him. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop watching AEW. I'm going to stop buying his stuff. I'm going to stop giving him my money so he can give it to whoever he wants to support. I'm going to stop buying his champagne. I'm not going to buy his stuff. But I'm like, I'm still going to watch his matches. Like, that's that's just how I am. I can't cancel someone as a wrestler. Like, you know, I'm saying there's probably bigots and racists who I just probably, like, they could be my Starbucks barista that I don't know. Uh, It could be my delivery person. It could be my mailman. It could be, you know, a teacher at at your children's school. Like, sometimes you have to compartmentalize um, just so you can still appreciate, you know, the entertainment. Yeah. It's it's hard because, so this is going to sound real bad, right? I'll watch Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit, all their matches. Mm -hmm. But I don't listen to R. Kelly. Like that's different. There's I, a difference. Right. There's I, a difference. <laughs> but but is it though, right? Because is both of like, them are horrendous. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm taking Jericho out of this and thinking on the Benoit side. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so I'm like, you know, I, I know in some ways I contradict myself. Like for Hogan, for instance, right? Everybody hated what Hogan said. Mm-hmm. And this is, I know I'm going to get heat for this. Read his Art. book. Yeah. <laughs> You sure are. I read his book in one of the times I was sitting at my desk reading books. And upon reading his book, I stumbled. He talked about Layla Ali, not the WWE 5 version, his own version. I mean, like some of the stories are similar, but this one he goes in deeper. And I don't know if you remember when he had an uh, A&E special and he talked about yep. killing himself. Um, and he said he had the gun to his mouth and Layla Ali saved him. And he said he went to church, he got saved. And he said at the time, he was going through so much. Wife divorcing him. Nick was in trouble and in jail. So when the tape came out, my immediate reaction, because I had read this book, was like, timeline, when did it happen? 
Oh, this happened around then. Oh, okay. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that was messed up. Don't like what he said. But, okay, he changed his life afterwards. He got saved. So that's when people look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, no, like he went, like we look at Shawn Michaels all the time and hold yeah. him in high regard when he was born again. Like Hogan did the same thing. Now he wasn't flaunting it around, you know, and the same with Taker. <laughs> so that's what always, you know, I mean, I think Hogan, because of the, the platform he was on mm -hmm. and, and so many of us adoring him, it hurt more. Mm -hmm. And you can't tell someone how to process that hurt or, or when to be over that hurt. I, I was talking uh, when I was on uh, the Black Wrestling Podcast. You know, they hit him with that red X. I know. But I was just like, <laughs> I'm still, y'all still got to watch the movie when it come out. Like, you, yeah. you got to still watch it because it's like, you want to see the if, if you want to hear about Macho Man and hear it from that perspective. You want to see if Miss Elizabeth is going to be. You want to see these things happen. It, it's part of who we are, mm -hmm. and, and it's a learning process. I mean, I think it's a hard lesson that Black people need to learn. Black kids need to learn. I have to learn. It sucks that we have to learn that. That like, not everybody that we love is here for us. Yeah, and, and, that, and trust and me, that's so much heat in uh, fifteen when that came out because I wouldn't hate him. Yeah. And, and and then you know and I, he did not handle it the right way he was if you remember that day when it came out he was retweeting all the black people who were saying stuff and i remember jim ross said he needs to get off twitter you know Please. but that was even, early twitter too yeah you know and even like just watching it i was like well i i understand like everything he did was wrong mm -hmm. but personally as i believe that this happened at a time before he turns his life over. But know? that's just your level of empathy mm -hmm. for the, the tough time he had in his life and knowing that when you go through things, it, it reflects in, in your speech and in your actions and all of that. And yeah. not everybody has that and not everybody's where you're at. And I respect that too. Yeah, and, and, and bingo, you know, I never told people, oh, you know, no, you need to stop being this. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. No, because I, I can't. Like, you know, yeah. um, you know, like even with, um, you know, like, I mean, we, we, we watch W, we all here talking about Vince McMahon's product, you know, and we all know, like, yep. Trump supporter and even like, I like your guy, Mick Foley, I'm like, I love what he said. Like mm -hmm. America show racism isn't a deal breaker, you know, for us, it, for me, I'm like, it is. Um, but to me, this was really just two things you can't come back from. And that's um, domestic abuse mm -hmm. and child abuse. Yeah. Those uh, things was, are, are so terrible. Yeah. They're, they're definitely deal breakers. But I mean, I understand where you're at. Mm -hmm. And I, I applaud you for, for living in that and, and being like, you know, this is someone that is an icon to me. And I appreciate I went through it when um. It was like the height of when, when Kaepernick was kneeling and people were like, boycott the NFL. But this mm -hmm. was back like 2018 when my, I've been waiting my entire life for the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> right. to the Super Bowl. And we were gearing up to like Super Bowl 52. I was like, I am sorry. Like black people, if you want to like hate on me for keep watching football, this is a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. I bleed green. I'm an Eagles fan. I am not going to give up football when my team is about to win their first Super Bowl ever. Because Colin Kaepernick wants me to. Like, 
it's 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 weird battle that you have to go through within yourself but in the end of the day you support who you want to support do what mm. you want to do i don't believe in cancel culture for that reason yeah man and, you know um and for me like if i i so i'm not like if i cancel trust me it's like oh you cancel cancel uh-huh. cancel you know like i'll give you an example fabulous as much as i used to like love fabulous love like, that but you mm. you pulled a Gun on and beat your woman and no, no, no. like that's no. where I'm at. You know, people say stuff. Yeah. All right, you know, like I said, Jericho. It's like uh, Jericho, but then it's like, okay, so how do we get? Because we're going to come out of this. I believe we're going to come out of this racial pandemic in a sense of division, right? People mm-hmm. still gonna feel how they feel, but I think the hatred part, you know, yeah. Um, and then what those people who really like support the other side don't understand because they can't feel what we feel. So they can't, you know, like no matter how much I support women, I can never understand what it's like to be a woman. So a, a white person can never understand like when a black person say, okay, well, because you're supporting him, even though you may say you support equal rights, but you supporting somebody that's driving against that. You know, yes. and that's the part that's so difficult, like I said, with Jericho. But it's like, when do we, I want to use the word let go, you know, mm-hmm. when do we say, okay, you did it, we did, you did the time of, you know, and I would definitely love to ask the Black Wrestling podcast, you did your time with the X. Black Wrestling ain't going to let him come <laughs> up off that X, I'm telling you. Yeah, in general, you know, <laughs> you know, we're, we're like, yeah, we know because you know Piper's dead and gone, and he <laughs> right here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, for shout me, out to like, them. I, once somebody's gone, for me, I'm already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I was emotional. I think usually I can do my wrestling opinion, my IGTV show. I could do it all in one take and just sit down and do that. I did that Jericho segment a little less than bubbly a few times because mm. I was just like, I'm not going to give the people what they want and go harder than I feel. Yeah. And I was actually hurt because I remember being excited to get those bottles of the bubbly excited. Like, is it good? It's actually kind of good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want some. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, I had planned to be Y2J for Halloween because it was like right around the time of like the anniversary. So I want to get the sparkly outfit, have my hair up in the little. So it was it was emotional for me. And and you kind of see it. And when I did the video, mm-hmm. but like I you thought said, you held it together very nicely. You know, thank you. You said it in a way that was like classy, like, yeah. like sit and time out for a second. Think about what yeah. you did. You're not getting my coins. Like, you might get my views, but, like, my views of AEW supports the Black people in AEW as well, and it supports the other people I support. I'm just so not going to buy, buy the book on the Black market? <laughs> <laughs> about the e-version? I don't know. What hey, I had a bunch of torrents for a few of the wrestling books. I ain't going to lie. Somehow, oh, I found a torrent, and it was, like, a whole... Matter of fact, I might still have it. I'll let you we know. We can get on a press list, probably. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, how do I do this without supporting? <laughs> but I think that it's important to still do the work because I think you reading Hulk's book is mm-hmm. why you understand that situation deep more deeply. Like, mm-hmm. you can't read a tweet and cancel someone 
and not want to read more reasons to uncancel them. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if you didn't put research into why you don't like them, you have to match the level of effort for why you do. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I had yeah, that cause... battle with people with Brandy Rhodes. Like they be going so hard on sis. And she said some things, but I'm like, she's also very new to this type of platform. Mm -hmm. She's been on WWE. She's been doing this for a while, but like the line like she's back. doing now. Huh? <laughs> she was in the back. Like she yeah. wasn't yeah. front and center, you know? And, yeah. and like, even when she talked about trying to, like she didn't fit in with mm -hmm. the community, you know, I felt that I felt bad for her because I'm like, that's not something that should have been a con. It would probably have been easier for people to understand if Just it wasn't on paper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the time. But if she was, let's say if she was talking to you on your show, right? Yeah. You could have asked her. Brandy, come on the show. Certain questions. You could have yeah. said, okay. And then maybe people would have heard her as opposed to reading words because it can be totally different when you just reading words. Or, uh, what? And then, as opposed to hearing it from somebody's emotions, you know? And then, like, it's just the wrong time because it's like, yo, we all trying to come together. You said, oh, like, right. girl, this situation is not about you. It is not about me. And it ain't about you. It's, it was everyone. So I think it was the timing of it. She was trying to do too much at once and be too honest. But then later on, like, with the promo she did with, with Jay's interest, I was like, I'm seeing why she said what she said. Because mm -hmm. people are saying, oh, she, she's not allowed to talk like that. She's not allowed to act like that. She's not allowed to. I'm like, she could do whatever she wants. Like mm -hmm. she could do, she's maybe that is who she is. You don't know. It's it's exactly. weird. <laughs> and she gets buried because everything that Dustin says, everything that Cody says gets on her. Like it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I know a lot of people that canceled her early on and I'm like, I won't. Nah, I, I won't. Um, some things, it, look, I, I don't want to see her wrestle, to be honest with you. I just want to see her I on the mic. some work. <laughs> you know, I know. I, I, I just, I, I, I'll be, so me and Glenn had this joke. Yeah, I'm going to say it on air. I, I, I'll take the heat for it. But we always said, like, man, Dusty probably be like, nah, baby, you don't need to be in the ring, baby. You too, <laughs> you too, you too sweetheart, sweetheart, you too beautiful to be in the ring, baby. Daughter, daughter, no, don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly. It's all jokes, folks. It's all jokes. It's all For me, jokes. it's like there's not going to be a black woman who is a chief brand officer of a wrestling promotion and, and me not support her. That don't make no mm. sense. Bingo. You makes know. no sense. So I'm like, yeah, she can do a few problematic things. It's going to take a lot more for me to cancel someone in that position who looks like me. Because right. it doesn't happen a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so Brandy, holla at us, you know. We, we can do I, some we can Come do into some the bloodline, girl. It's yep. okay. We got your back. <laughs> exactly. You know, and like I said, I love one the, to me, like you said on your show, and you being a woman validated what I was saying. I was like, look, I think if you say that, you come at a a, a lady, man, she gonna jump on your neck the same way. And then when yeah. you said it, I was like, okay, so here's a woman saying it. She said exactly what I said. Like, mm -hmm. that's exactly what's gonna happen. Absolutely. And we know that in this in our blood in our community we know that i'm like i speak a certain way all the time because that's just how i speak but mm -hmm. like you you mess with my family you mess with my money you mess with my business best believe i'm coming out of character <laughs> we all do yep <laughs>
Oh man, we'll be sitting here. We've even had a whole second show. I know, I know. We got material. That, that that's good. We got material for uh, uh some upcoming shows. So uh let the people know where they can find you. I'm pretty sure they know, but in case they don't. Oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, you can follow me at it's Brit Waters, I-T-S-B-R-I-T-T Waters. Um, I do an IGTV show every weekend, and then on pay-per-views, I go live, and I have any mark who's in there just come in and give their opinion. Today's was... Do you see the last guy on today? He was hilarious. Uh, uh, that man was uh, hilarious. Yeah, by that time, I was already on the field. I had to... Oh, okay. I was like trying to watch it. I was like, all right, cool. And then I was looking at the time. I said, oh, man, all right, it's time that we, uh, you know, we try to get out of there before kickoff, and yeah. I was on parab, so I had to make sure... Bring you home know. that bacon. Don't worry. Look. My my series will always be there to watch. I've been watching your stuff at like late random times because I always do it the YouTube way. And I appreciate YouTube it. is what I do to like help me relax and decompress and go mm-hmm. to sleep. So I'm always watching it late at night. I'm like, should I come in at 2 a.m. or like go ahead. I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it, you know. But uh yeah, let's get out of here. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Survivor Series was it was good. It was good. Uh, I give it a thumbs up. You give it a thumbs yeah, up. Thumbs yeah, up, definitely, middle. definitely a thumbs up. Um, you know, because there's been some bad ones. Two thousand, two thousand was horrible. Um, but this one was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Britt really enjoyed it. So let us know what you think in the comments. Until the next time, folks. She's Britt Waters. I'm Brian H. Waters. This is the Bloodline. Bloodline. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.